Hello, everybody. So this is this is this is quite interesting, right? In 2021, the United Nations and a bunch of countries actually met. Okay, that's a very weird statement. But yeah, the United Nations met, and inside that pact, inside that meeting, they decided to sign a pact to protect the rights of the citizens on the internet. But guess what? A bunch of African countries signed that pact but broke that promise. Nigeria in 2021 decided to ban Twitter and a lot of African countries, Sudan, for instance, have shut down the internet several times. Now, what am I trying to say is African governments say one thing but then go on to do something entirely different. So if you find that citizens find it difficult to trust you find that citizens find it difficult to trust the government. These are the issues we're talking about. So Nigeria today is in, this is the first podcast in the era of a new dispensation, a new president, President Bola Ahmed Tinumbu. Yeah, it's quite interesting that the very, very first thing we have to be dealing with is subsidy removal. And uh, yeah, Jungo Zerim and Bolu, we, we, we've been talking about this before we started this podcast. Subsidy is supposed to, that is the promise of subsidy removal. <coughs> subsidy is supposed to release money. Mm. Just block pockets of corruption in mm. Nigeria's petroleum industry. It's, it's not doing that. No, nothing has happened yet. <laughs> so they've, the idea is okay, they're removing subsidy, right? Okay. That promise of subsidy removal, that is my concern. Because at the end of the day, this is, I was talking with my friend this morning, like, see, is it that if you don't agree to this subsidy removal, you are not smart? Because mm-hmm. for me, I know, yeah, yes, subsidy removal is supposed to bring a lot of benefits to the country, but. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, if it was a phased removal, mm. maybe gradually, it would have been a better option. But just, what the experts ripping off the bandage exactly? I mean, some people claim that that is it. Of course, a lot has been said about the style of communication. I basically threw everybody into a frenzy. But um, f- what the experts claim is that it was necessary. Mm. Um, but like you said, it's or like we are saying before we started recording, it's it's one thing to say you're removing subsidy. But as you have come to know in Nigeria, what is said is not always what happens. So we can't always know that. I mean, yes, there was an announcement that there will be no subsidy, which, to be fair, is not a, I mean, it's not a policy that he came up with on his own. Mm-hmm. Or the former president had already told us mm-hmm. that this was going to happen. I think it was supposed to take effect mm-hmm. in June. So it's not like... Um, it was solely his doing. So it was something that was already in the works. Mm. But, I mean, well, uh, I guess we, ha- we just have to watch so, and see. Yeah, it's, it's, I, see, don't get me wrong. I think it's a very big issue, right? Mm. The whole issue of subsidy, right? So the idea is some people are benefiting from this. Yeah. They are collecting the subsidy money and funneling fuel outside the country. Mm. So fuel is scarce in Nigeria. Subsidy or no subsidy, right? But my concern is, okay, now that you've freed this money, mm-hmm. is there what? any measure of accountability to show that, okay, this is what you use the money for? Because mm-hmm. in Nigeria, people like me and you, they, they come to harass us if we don't pay our taxes. Mm-hmm. 
but is there any measure to harass the government if they don't do what they're supposed to do with the taxes? That's my only concern. But not my only concern. <laughs> how is it going to affect so we're a tech publication, so let's let's come on how it affects us. How it affects us, right? So I'm thinking two things, productivity mm. and ridealing and logistics. So things that directly is, is that even the only thing. You know in Nigeria when when the price of either when the price of dollar increases, even the paper seller tells you that it's dollar that's got in dollars. So I'm wondering mm. After would my fintech app start charging me more? <laughs> you that there's, there's no fuel. <laughs> no, no. And there's justification if Please, you do that. Let's know what they're saying. It can be justified. You justify So tech points can increase price of brand yes, price. Yes, yes. Because of fuel. Yes. It doesn't directly affect our business, does it? It does. It does. It power does. costs. Because the cost of power. Yes, cost of power, cost, cost of transportation. Yeah. I mean, you have workers that have to transport themselves. Get more exp- oh, uh, event coverage, yes, yes, yes. Uber. Oh my God. So Uber to and fro. It will affect everything. And I think there's going to be a short-term um, inflation spike mm. because. Is, are you sure it's going to be short-term? I mean, if 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 um they do this right, mm. it should be short-term. If so so this is a trade. These policies are good policies, mm. right? Even even if you look at some of the policies that CBN governor introduced during the last term, mm. on paper they're actually good policies. But this is Nigeria. Mm. Implementation, implementation, implementation is actually where policy like implementation is is actually easy for you to gather a group of really smart individuals and come up with a document. But the document is as useless as anything until you actually implement it. And Nigerians frequently say this that. We don't have a lack of laws. We just have a an abs- absence of um, what do you call it now implementation. So, mm. so that's really what, what we have now is a bunch of strategists, yes. but no executors. Basically, McKinsey guys who have never gotten their hands dirty or who will not exist. Don't let I, don't let that. That's a that's <laughs> a <laughs> consulting. Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. My so energy. now it's Bolu. You've been doing some research as ridealing prices increase during this time. Yes, they have, but not for the well, um, not directly because um, fuel prices have increased. It, it has increased, so it's not like um, both saw that oh, in Nigeria, fuel is now five hundred naira per liter. Less mm. increased prices. What actually happened when I spoke to a couple of drivers is that this is what happens. This is what actually happened. So. There's, there was fuel scarcity, I think, when they first announced the uh, subsidy yeah. removal thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so a lot of cars were either not moving or they were on fuel um, queues. So once this happens, right, um, boats and, you know, ride-dealing uh, platforms, what they do is, oh, you guys are not driving. Why are you guys not driving? So what they do is they uh, implement something called a surge, right? So... It's try. It's a way to like encourage drivers to go out. So when you see that, oh, normally when you take a um, beggar to Ikeja, say it's one five, and then boats has implemented a surge. The surge is usually from one point one to one point nine. So there's this one point five surge, and then uh, beggar to Ikeja that is usually one five has now gone to like three k. Uh, drivers are like, let me go and make some cool money. So I have to less trips, more money. So drivers go out and then they bring the surge back down so that's the reason why so 
can we say it's because of the first scarcity? So it's because it's caused by the first scarcity. Drivers are not going out because so of the first scarcity. Yeah. They are not going out because fuel is now more expensive, mm-hmm. right? And then for that reason, both increased prices, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not because. But I asked the drivers, would they invent? Will these platforms eventually increase prices? And they said yes because. I said, is it something that will just come up or you people have to protest and cry and shout? And they're like, no, they don't have to do all that because mm-hmm. I think they've done that in the past and I think those guys listen faster now. They have people on ground who... So, and they said, when prices increase, they usually get an email to let them know, okay, per minute, we, are, we have increased to five naira, six naira. So, we'll know. so that's what's happening right now. It's not... I saw a lot of people online on Twitter saying, hey, they've increased. It's the surge right now. So they've not increased... Officially. Pricey, so officially if they increase officially, we will know. Yeah, we yeah. Will know. Okay, we will see something. <laughs> <which jumped in>. Okay, <laughs> so what of logistics services? So I'm hearing that they are going to increase their prices, but is there an interesting way? I think logistics services might find a way to manage this better than the right dealing guys. Yes, so I, I spoke to one person who said, um, so yes, she runs a business that kind of depends on the on the logistics, deli- or on a delivery guy. And what she had to do is restrict the areas. So before now, the problem was you can't even get the fuel or you have to stay on long queues. So she had to restrict the areas that um, she was delivering to. So maybe very, very close so that you don't get stranded on the road. Yeah. But she's also saying that there has been is she she has slightly increased her prices, but it's too early to tell if customers because one of the things I was asking was so you know how let's say Uber increases their price, customers say oh this is too much can we actually pay it, and then Uber's now maybe there's this back and forth you won't have it with Uber but with a small business that does this. If I discover that the cost of delivery goes from one five to maybe three thousand, I'm going to ask you why. And it could be a I'm delivering fridge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like why why is it this expensive? And we know that Nigerians are very price sensitive yeah. people. So it's something that the big guys may not really face it a lot because um let's think about it. If I'm Uber and I increase your price, who do you want to complain to? How many emails do you want to um what like how many emails do you want to send? But if I'm a business that maybe I sell food and you say you can't use me, yeah. immediately you cancel the order <laughs> and you go, right? And then I, I probably don't even have a very large customer base. So over time, it multiplies. And then um, these guys, I don't know, it's, it's too early to say, yeah? but right now you can see that the cost of delivery is higher. And you are saying that maybe easier. I, I mean, if they were using... Uh, what do you call it? If they were using bicycles, mm. they may be able to get so around. So Jumia food uses bicycles. Yes, but uh, that now they means do? they have to. Do, yeah, I've seen a few. Oh. I think even Glovo. Uh, Glovo does. A few. So problem now is they have to be. It has to be hyper You can't do island to. Uh, mm. to I just got an idea. Oh, you want to start a business? I, no, no, no. <laughs> not even a business. Not a business idea, but. Don't let me talk about it, yeah. I don't want to let the cut out of the value. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you can't do island to mainland mm. for deliveries anymore. So it means it's going to be um, super hyper local. And they may have to do some reconfigurations on the back end to uh, make it easier. Um, something else I'm now thinking about it. We've been hearing about electric vehicles or maybe electric bikes. Electric bikes. 
could this be something that accelerates their use just in that space? That hyperlocal, because I don't, I'm not sure. Okay, to my knowledge, I'm not sure I've seen any long distance uh, electric bikes yet in Nigeria. No, so maybe something that can move around Ikeja, something that can move mm-hmm. to Bega tops. Maybe you might have some that might move like as far as if I don't, but that's mm-hmm. expensive, very yeah. expensive. So yeah, it's it's actually not a bad idea, but let's move away from the subsidy and ride-alien stuff. I'm sure there are a lot of issues to uh, to flog over there. Um, we actually flogged a lot with this ride-alien with vehicle impounding. So if for context, the Uber has a vehicle financing partner in Nigeria called Move, and they've been offering drivers a drive-to-home scheme. And there are issues around that right now. I think you should be checking the video. Should be somewhere where my hand is. So yeah, that's that's mm. for that. But let's move to Patricia. Patricia. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to know what Patricia is, there's this video, a very, very viral video that some of you even might not know is tech it's a tech point video, but it's actually a tech point video. Tech point did that interview with Anu Fejiro of Patricia, the CEO of Patricia. But now we're hearing that Patricia was breached and they lost a lot of money. So I want to say $2 million, but your face is looking like <laughs> money is more than that. <laughs> All right. So let's... Okay, let me just say the story. And Patricia was... Um, we had... Patricia announced um, to... They sent emails to users. They also sent... Uh, they also posted on Twitter that um, they were breached and withdrawals would need to be... Withdrawals will be held for some time. You won't be able to withdraw for some time because of the security breach so that um, they can trace things. You know, when once there's a breach, once money goes out, you'll be able to trace, okay, this went here, this went there, so that before it spreads, so they are freezing withdrawals till they are able to do that. And, yeah, we're able to get some insider so gist. Story. Yeah, that's the surface story. We're able to okay. get some in- insider gist that... They act. They actually able to narrow down the syndicate group that. So the syndicate group. Yes, that did I the breach. I, <laughs> I love me a mystery. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was responsible for the breach, and they were able to trace them via the. They lost bitcoins, and uh, they made away with bitcoins and naira, but they were able to uh, identify an individual via the via tracing the naira. And they said, you know, since they found one person, it's only a matter of time before they find, find the other people. everybody else. And, you know, a lot of customers are, you know, they're not happy, right? Uh, I, I think I saw someone's someone's comments that said, okay, I think we're supposed to give someone money for their wedding. Their wedding was on Saturday. When, yeah, so on Saturday, I think stop. that's the, the media announcement of Friday. Mm-hmm. Person wedding was on Saturday and the person was like, you know, raining consistent <laughs> things like that. And I'm like, hey. It's um, not crypto. Hmm? Crypto. Yes. You talk wedding money. It's not like oh, you want to invest in the next flutter wave of I mean, you also uh, take out of. I mean, people use no, yeah. no, 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 no. People use crypto for different things, right? Um, I know it's not mainstream. It is but not. what if you now wake but up in the night and realize that the one Bitcoin you had is now like 0.25? They w- 
No, if you know you are going to, if you are not investing, you hold your money as stable coins now. You won't hold your yeah. money as Bitcoin. So people yeah. use crypto for different things, right? And uh, it's possible that your wedding money is in Patricia. It's not. It's not on it. <laughs> it's not on it. Okay, I'm not hearing it for the first time. <laughs> it's possible. It's actually possible, right? So no, that is you. the issue with Patricia. But then we saw um, there's a story from Tech about about um, their that. The amount of money that was actually lost is up to is two million, and then it was it didn't it happened in 2022, and you know sources told them that it's it's um it was two million dollars, and if you look at this amount of money, it's it's kind of similar to some other breaches that we've seen before. So it now begs the question: Could it be that it is this one syndicate group that is entering okay, everybody's <laughs> everybody's um, account? Because I mean, if you look at the Flutter Wave bridge, right? It had some crypto elements. Flutter Wave is not a crypto company, but there were crypto elements within that story. Right? Yeah. Because when we spoke to the people whose accounts were frozen because Fortaway said the money that was stolen from us, so it went to your account. Those guys were crypto traders. Those guys got paid by somebody who bought crypto from them and the person sent the money from Fortaway. So, matters are arising, right? <laughs> Things are, you know, becoming clearer mm. and, you know, we don't want to you say too much. You have some gist that you want to tell us. Yes, but... For the you know to help investigations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so follow Bolo on review. Twitter. Yeah. So follow Bolo on Twitter. You are going to see the story on this. Follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> you are going to story see the story on my LinkedIn. <laughs> follow Chingolo. Where did they follow you? Man, not follow me nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, fintechs are seeing what the Nigerians call shege. Mm-hmm. Shege mm-hmm. is to use. Suffering. English term on precedented levels of suffering and shaggy. Yes. So, <laughs> okay. Now, in the midst of all of this, multi-choice, arguably Africa's biggest multimedia giant. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a media company bigger in Africa than multi-choice. They have one of, okay, let's just go with one of the biggest. No. Okay. I'm going to hear that. Uh, no, I'm not die. I won't die. Jesus. <laughs> well, Amen. I'm going to I'm going to sit down this year. Okay. Until anybody mentions a, a bigger media company that's bigger than multi choice media or not media that has pivoted to newspaper. No, not media mm. that's pivoted to investment. Mm. I'm talking about NASPAS here. Yeah. Mm. Media like doing yeah, proper yeah. media. So, mm. but we want to hear. We are hearing that they're entering the fintech space, and yeah. the question I'm asking is why. Okay. So. They are they are getting into the fintech space with a product called Moment. Mm. Interesting choice of name, mm. but Africa's Moment is here. Ex- mm, interesting, interesting. <laughs> that's that's the, the uh, <laughs> advertising language I saw. Yesterday. <laughs> uh, oh, I see. Moment. <laughs> so yes, why, why there's there's a why that they are giving us, and then there's the obvious why. So I'll start with the obvious why, which is that. Why not start with the why they are giving us? Okay, let's start with the why they are giving us. Um, so the CEO of MultiChoice says that right now they process about 22 million payments monthly across all their markets. Okay. And this comes to about $3.5 billion annually. So that's huge. And for them to do this, they have to work. They work with payment partners. Um, I know that they use InterSwitch or 
QuickTeller and uh, VevCard. So the process both QuickTeller payments, VevCards. Um, I know they also have a payment option on, on Showmax for it. You can use MTN Airtime to pay, and um, there's something they call a Showmax voucher. So that's for Nigeria. Uh, their payment partners will differ across the markets they operate in. So they are seeing an opportunity there that if you are processing this amount of payments every month, then we can tap into it and get a share of it, which is why they are doing this. Um, they are doing it in partnership with Rapid. Rapid is an Israeli fintech unicorn and General Catalyst who also invested in Stripe, Canva, Airbnb, Monzo, and also Rapid as well. So that's that's the official reason from the company. So we have this large market, 22 million households who make payments monthly and we want to help them process that payment. But here's the thing too, they're not just stopping at processing payments. They want to provide them with savings uh, products. They want to provide them with, um, they, they say manage your money better. So I'm going to guess as budgeting, um, expense management and stuff like that. So that is the why that the company is giving. Okay, so before you go to the obvious reason, um, you just just imagine for a moment. Mm-hmm. You don't have to respond though. Okay. But imagine being able to send money with your DSTV to another DSTV user. Anywhere they are. I mean, I would have been excited if I had DSTV. Yeah. Don't you have DSTV now? It's not uh, my own. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, okay. So that's that's actually a very good point. Something else that they mentioned, which got me really interested and very curious, is they are targeting the three fifty million unbanked and underbanked people in uh-huh. Africa. Yeah. Of course, underbanked that is underbanked a million. that's a cliche in these parts of the world where everybody is banking the unbanked and underbanked. But I'm wondering, you are offering a digital service and you want to offer it to the banks and underbanked. Could it mean that you want to, like, I what's the scope of this, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it's easy to say you want to bank the, or help. Okay, they didn't say uh, bank, sorry. They, they said make digital service, digital financial services more accessible to, to, this, unbanked, to these guys. Yeah. So there's a lot to... Uh, well, not maybe not a lot to unpack, but any time that a new player who is more who is experienced in a different sector is trying to get into somewhere else, mm-hmm. I'm usually wondering. So first thing I ask myself is, what are you seeing here that others are not seeing? Why are you getting into this place? Secondly, you don't have domain authority or domain knowledge. So how are you going to work around all the challenges that come with building a new business? The other thing would be that. Um, this comes with different challenges. Um, so the multi-choice group has had certain challenges with either subscriber numbers dwindling. They are taking on Netflix, Amazon Prime in the um, in the internet. Uh, what do you call it again? Yeah. In the streaming, over the top, yeah, yeah, over the top services. So those are different markets. Would you be spreading yourself too thin? Of course, if you're doing this, I mean, getting into payments, you have um so 22 million households 3.5 billion um so let's just say they are able to have 10 percent of your customers process those payments they could make a good enough amount of money from all of those payments that they're processing they're doing it with rapid so these guys have a presence in 
I think 100 plus countries. So they are coming with that experience of operating and they are like very, very experienced. So they are coming with that experience. They are, they are also coming with what we hope will be general catalyst firepower in terms of funding. Mm-hmm. So they should be covered in these two. Of course, there's regulations that will come up. Um, you're operating because it's one thing to offer um, entertainment services in several countries. It's another thing for you to now offer financial services in all these other countries. Different regulations apply in different places. So um, how they are going to pull that off, I think uh, off the top of my head, right now they they have like a a solid foundation to start with. But I'm still not too... Not too uh, convinced about your prospects. Mm. Yeah, because... (laughs) I, I do not really care about the payment provider that I use, for example. Uh, if I go to your website and you tell me pay with Paystack or pay with Flutterwave, I just go with the person that I've used a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. So you will if you offer me a third option, except these other two guys are not working, how do I switch to you? So are you going to eliminate the other options that users typically have and maybe offer one or two payment options? Okay. Okay, they I hear could, you. They could actually make. Uh, I just want to. I don't have the facts, mm. but I think they are banking the unbanked thing mm. could work. Yeah, they could actually yes, do it. Yes. Okay. So I don't have the numbers when it comes to um, their users that live. So let's say in rural areas. areas okay. So because those people, right, mm. when they pay, they really don't mind walking to a DSTV. You have them around, right? Mm. All those DSV offices with their cash, they pay, mm. they write their number inside. Even in advanced communities, people, some people do that, right? Mm. So they might actually be onto something. They come and they tell them, oh, instead of you carrying this cash around, we can, we have this new platform where we can just onboard you. You already know this. It's just for you to take some additional um, information, mm. right? This also depends on the country where you are. And so, yes. yes, since it's as if they already have like an agency banking network already. Not it's this so kind of. Can they even no. rival anyone in any of the countries? No, they can't. They can't. But I think that's a good place to start. To start. It's a good starting point. There's also something else I discovered that um, a significant amount of people mm. in developing economies, they have digital they have access to digital um, financial services, mm. but they make majority of their payments in cash. Mm. So there was this 2017 study where they tried to see if they could make Ugandan farmers mm. use mobile money. It worked. They could use mobile money. It was cheaper, but it wasn't cheaper. <laughs> so with cash. No, they didn't. They didn't. But they didn't mind paying with um, mobile money. But the problem was that they were limited use cases. So it's one thing for me to say, "Oh, okay, fine, I can pay with mobile money or with a bank transfer." It's another thing for me to find someone who is willing to accept it. Okay. So something we saw with the cash, can you were willing to do it, mm. but you go to the market and the person is selling, "I'm not taking transfers." Yeah. So now you have to do a lot of um, education, education, and okay. people have been doing this for years. And they are still struggling. So it's why, while I see the potential, mm. I also don't see the potential. So maybe they would be able to crack it. I mean, you never can tell. Mm. But I was listening to um, Tim Abt, sorry, Money Point CEO this morning. And he, he said, well, you need to work hard. 
We also need time and chance to be in your favor mm. if it's going to work. So okay. maybe time and chance will be in their favor. All yeah. right, so all right. No problem, no problem. Uh, <laughs> good luck to multi-choice and moment. But I'm even thinking about this differently. All these things people are saying, I'm thinking <laughs> about it differently. I'm not. I'm not going to share anything. <laughs> or me, I'm not interested in multi-choice. I'm interested in rapid. Okay, that is what I'm going to say. I'm more interested in rapid than I'm interested in multi-choice because we are thinking multi-choice is using rapid, but I think more rapid is using multi-choice. That is my theory. So yeah, let's let's leave it like that. Let's leave it like that. So yeah, guys, thank you for joining the podcast, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the interesting stories we talked about here today. Yes, I'm calling it interesting. <laughs> so let us know if you find that uh, label correct. But yeah, we talked about subsidy. Let us know what you think. Has it affected you? Has it increased your Uber prices or boat prices? And uh, we also talked about yeah, we talked about Patricia Bridge. If you've been affected, let us know. And uh, if you have any tips to share of what's going on there, you can always email Bolu, Bolu at Africa. And multi-choice moments. Yes, multi-choice. Multi-choice is big multimedia giants. They've become really, really big. But yeah, let me know what else you might be thinking. Maybe I might not be seeing, seeing what their game is up to yet. I don't see it yet. Jingles says he sees the potential and he also doesn't see the potential. <laughs> but yeah. Farewell to him. And uh, yeah, the video for Lagos Startup Expo, that that video encapsulates everything the Lagos Startup Expo was about. It shows how we defy the odds to make that event happen. Like, I don't think any event like that has happened in the West African market or Sub-Saharan Africa. I'm going to... You guys in a tech me. space. Yeah, tech space. An event in a startup or tech space has happened like that. So, yeah, watch that video. We'll be linking to it. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to our newsletters, uh, FinTech Today, where you're going to be seeing more of multi-choice moments. And uh, you're going to be talking with Ifemi to explore the future of work, how this whole subsidy thing. You guys start pushing agenda for remote work or something. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> okay guys so thank you for joining us today don't forget to like share subscribe and uh if you are that's as if you're watching us you know, if you are listening to us on any of our channels uh you know where to find us bulu yes you can always find us on google podcast apple podcast spotify hat radio and anywhere else you get your podcast all right people bye-bye all right